Finding the right cleat can be transformative. Believe me, I've worn plenty during my career. So getting the right balance is crucial. The cleat needs to feel good on your foot, but also feel good connecting with the ball. The New Balance Furon 7 Plus is built with both of those points in mind, offering overall comfort and precise striking in the game's fastest moments. Because, as I learned the hard way, because I didn't possess much of it, speed matters in soccer. That's why the Furon 7 Plus is built for accuracy and precision at rapid pace and is engineered specifically for use on firm ground. Why is this the ideal cleat, I hear you ask? Well, not to get too scientific, but the Furon 7 Plus offers a lightweight yet supportive hypo-knit with mesh lining upper construction and is paired with offset lacing for a truer strike of the ball, which is a long way of me saying that your game will immediately get better when these are on your feet. Learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I'm Jimmy Trashcan, Cream Cheese, Conradino Conrad, alongside the pride of Modesto, Hollywood Heath Pierce, and every real estate agent's dream client, Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies. And with the dust settling on those two uninspired performances from the U.S. Men's National Team, we are now going to discuss what we learned over the last week. And I'm going to go first. The first thing that sat with me once I got deep into my feelings is that I went from knowing that we could do well to now hoping that we could do well, and that's an important distinction. And maybe, I think even more so, I'm frustrated because after seeing these two games, the team didn't give us a reason to dream that we can run with anyone in the world. That's what we want to buy into as fans, and when we feel like we have the talent to do that, it's just frustrating, and I'm frustrated. And Heath, I'm coming to you first. What has been sitting with you over these last couple of days now that you've had some time mm-hmm. to be amongst your feelings like me? Um. <laughs> yeah, mostly that when I look back, when I look back at uh, the last four years, and we talked about how missing a World Cup was always inevitable based on the 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 way in which we went about qualifying, right? Which was just fight grit without a real identity or style of play, and that eventually it was going to take the wrong group mixed with that, and we were going to miss it, right? That mm-hmm. I mean, that was a common theme of being discussed. And then when I think about progress, right? We went into this whole new team. We spent two years with a bunch of young guys, gelling them, getting them up to speed, you know, developing them in a way that usually a national team doesn't do. But Greg said, I'm going to clean house, work with these guys. This is my future. And now we're at this point where I'm going, how much have we actually progressed in those two years? Mm-hmm. How much further along are we as individuals? Well, we know as individuals, you have a number of players playing at big clubs. But collectively as a team, how much further are we along? And that's, you know, when you talk about something to dream about and something to dream, look forward to, I still looked at all of our past national teams and go, you know what? That team is going to fight like hell to get out of their group. And it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be ugly, but it's going to be a reason for us to kiss that crest and be proud of. Right. And right now Mm -hmm. I look at this team and I go, I'm, I don't feel that at this exact moment, not saying we can't get there, not saying we haven't had that, but at this exact moment, I'm not feeling that like sinker, like in the worst of times, we, we, we have a default that we can go to that goes that that's the American spirit. Okay, so if Greg Berhalter secretly wanted to lower expectations for the World Cup, then mission accomplished, Chuck. What are you thinking about? What, what's been sitting with you over the last few days? I'd say the biggest takeaway from, from these two games were the lack of ideas in terms of how we're playing out of pressure and the different types of ways we can play out of pressure, but also the attacking... The, the attacking, the lack of attacking from us, it, it just seems like, like we, we just want to lump it forward and, and hope. And for me, that's, a, that's the big concern. I know we can, we can address those issues. I think the problem is we, we're looking at a lot of players who aren't going to be playing first time first team minutes week in and week out. And so not only will they not be match fit, but they won't be in a rhythm. 
and that's trying to generate rhythm out of nothing is really difficult, mm-hmm. especially at a World Cup. I don't know, Charlie. You were pro Chris Richards, even if he doesn't play a minute, <laughs> just a few days ago, and now we're uh, seeing. I, I am. I, I'll still go with that, considering where we were against Saudi Arabia and Japan. I'll take a, a Chris Richards who plays maybe a third of the matches left. I'll take that all He's day. Not playing a third of the matches. Okay. That's okay. The problem. No, so so uh, to piggyback off of what Charlie minutes. said, hold on, to piggyback off of what Charlie said, and, and for some of the comments that are coming in on YouTube, we appreciate your love and support. Hit like and subscribe if you haven't already. There's an identity crisis, and I know that we've we've talked about it a little bit, but I got, you know, where I'm I'm sifting through, basically I'm looking for quotes from the players and or coaches about their thoughts on this, and I found one from Walker Zimmerman that I thought was interesting. He said the second half, this was after the Saudi Arabia game, the second half was definitely a little bit more of a struggle for us. We struggled more in buildup. I think they changed the way that they pressed. They began pressing with two forwards rather than one, giving us a little less time. They changed their shape later on the second half to go with five across the back to prevent a little bit more of the space that they were letting up in the first half to get in behind. But we have to create ways to break them down. I don't think we did a good enough job figuring out how to do that. Hold on, before I get your thoughts, Tyler Adams also said this. I think in the first half after Saudi Arabia, you could see the connections were better. We had a clearer idea of how we wanted to play. In the second half, I think we still need to figure out what to do when teams press us. That's a crazy statement. We can't become frantic. We don't want to get disorganized. We don't. We want to stay comfortable under pressure, stay composed. And that's what we need to figure out still. The dude said still. Jimmy, like, who pressed this, us, though, for the last two years? Nobody pressed us. Nobody was pressing us. They just sat in blocks and go, these guys can't score on us down, down here in Central America. And we got and I go, that was blocks. proven over 180 minutes, Heath. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's that's part of my issue where, where – and I kind of went on a, a little Twitter rant to somebody asked me a question, and it was not towards him, but just in general, that my frustration with this team, as I start to sit with it a little bit more, is that we don't have players – that are on the fields that are like, okay, listen, whatever Greg told us to do, it isn't working. And you know what? We can address that at halftime and we can make adjustments. But for right now, we got to solve the problems right now. And, and, and then when that leader on the field makes that decision to shift a little bit in terms of what we're doing tactically, there's buy-in from everybody else going, yeah, that's exactly right. We need to do that. And that needs to trickle through everybody. And I don't know if we have that leadership. I don't know if we have it on the sideline. And, and that makes me concerned because – Things aren't going to go the way that we want, Charlie. Nobody's going to hand us anything. And, and that, it's like, oh, it's almost it's so, like, people are just going to get out of our way. Hey, play however you want, baby. Let's go. You're the U.S. You got some talented mm. players. It's all good. You just play however you want, and we'll just, we'll just let you play how you. It's just not going to work that way, and it feels naive. And sometimes, to somebody else's comment, maybe being the youngest team in the World Cup, those sounding sexy and romantic might not be the best thing for us. Charlie, go ahead. No, you're right. I just want to see us grind and and figure out the best way to maximize our talent. This group right now is is still trying to figure things out. Just know your strengths. If if Aaron Long and Walker Zimmerman aren't the best playing out of pressure, whether you have a press or you don't have a press, then don't allow them to make the game. We mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. we just don't have that, and and that's fine. Just keep keep the high press. Keep the lines high. Know how to how to win the ball and get it off your 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 foot. Look for if you're going to play down the, the the left flank or the right flank. Know when that player gets the ball. What happens next? The two or three actions. Just have ideas. That and that's fine if it doesn't come from the back line. But for me, it's be a little bit more ruthless. We're, we're not taking chances. We're not taking risks. There's no creativity. We're not even getting on the ball in the attacking half. Sure. Teams are saying you can have possession in your defensive half because we know you're going to give it to us. I want to see us break the lines and then keep possession. If we want to be a beautiful, you know, keep possession in the attacking half, and that's fine. Great, do it. And 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 take time to break opponents down. I, I'm all for it, but not in our defensive half. That's the issue. Yeah, it is the issue, especially if teams like Japan Heath are going to drop off and let our center backs have room to play. I think what I did want to bring up was. That's what made Joe Scally's appearance against Saudi Arabia so refreshing because to your point, Charlie, he's running at people. He's taking risks. He's trying to make some stuff happen. And I saw an interesting stat after the game that actually Joe Scally has played more minutes in the top five European leagues than anybody else in our player pool over the last two seasons. And 
I wonder if that's enough to bring him, if that's what we're, if that we're looking at. But, but I think that was just refreshing from, from our perspective to see somebody trying to do something when he touched, when he came in within a minute, he tried to touch it around the guy and run the other side of him. You're like, sweet. This guy's whipping balls into the box. Sure. The crosses didn't find their targets, but they're putting, or he's putting Saudi Arabia under pressure. And, and, I just think we want to see more of that and then to see more consistently. I mean, I just, again, it's not, it's apples to oranges the way you compare um, clubs te- club teams. And I have two examples. One, in terms of playing within your means that Charlie mentioned. I remember when I played with Thierry Henry, okay? Humble brag, I know, but it's, it's not, it's not, as, it's not as, it's always as cool as you nine think it minutes is. for the flash, yeah, but, 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 but it is TT. So it is, but, TT, it, it, it is TT. Continue. And there was, there was a number of times TT would do these spin out up top and run over the top, right? You know, who could hit that 99 times out of a hundred Rafa Marquez on a dime on his stride, you know? Uh, and then there was all of us that were like mixed percentages. And then there were some of us that were very low percentages and Thierry would scream at the players for not attempting that ball. And if you attempted that ball and hit it out of bounds, he would clap for you trying. And then all the other players would scream at you for turning over the ball. And so you'd be like, yo, dude, Marcus Holgerson, you can't hit that ball. That's not in your bag, man. Like, don't do that. You can't do it. Stop doing it. But Taking he was stuck between two minds of, of Thierry Easy. Henry screaming at him <laughs> if, he doesn't, if he doesn't play him that ball when he makes the run. And the rest of us saying, hey, play within your means, man. We'll get another chance to play that. There's other people that can hit that range of a pass. Like, I get the attempt, the idea, but like, you just you 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 just hit that little kid in the 14th row uh, up in the stands, you know, with, with, your, with your with your through ball, <laughs> yeah. and then the part two to that in terms of uh, uh, of the identity and and the way in which we play of our our center backs or our pressing or whatever, it just again like you said there wasn't this emphasis of like taking it to them. Everybody knows in the international game, it's just about how do you settle in, right? How do you settle in and dictate sort of your yourself as an individual or your team on the other team. So that you can win that you win a little bit of that scrap in that battle, but you never let off. When Walker Zimmerman made those comments about second half, they were pressing with two versus one. First half, it didn't matter. They sat back and let us have the ball, but we didn't do anything with the ball. Yeah, we locked we it, it forward. Him. No, yeah. we gave it to him. We said, yeah, here's a ticket. It wasn't like, again, it wasn't possession with, with a purpose. It wasn't like we were going anywhere. And I talked about this uh, from the first game to the second game. It wasn't like we were moving the ball quick with the tempo to say, hey, all right, test them. They're going to let us move it. We just said, oh, okay, let's get into a rhythm and go left and right. And maybe we'll lump one up and try to win a second ball. And it was just like there was no real what I think is like that that energy needed to, 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 to sort of attempt something or to just poke and prod to see is, is there something here that we can go after? Are they exposing themselves in a way? It was just like, oh, they're going to let us keep possession. Let's keep possession and, and, and not take any risks or, or, or go after anything. And that's, that's a frustrating thing for me because when you're in games like that and you feel that, you still have to take risks. And it felt like the players were maybe shook from the game before coming into this one and that they were like, okay, well, at least I can string some passes together versus like taking risks that might lead to a turnover. Okay, so we got a great question that says, do any of us have experiences from our own career of us or some of our teammates challenging the coach? And with the example I brought before with regard to, hey, if something isn't working on the field, even though we, we had all the tactics, we felt well prepared, and the other team just adjusted for us. So we're prepared in a way that is stymieing our ability to do what we want to do. I think there's time where you can say and kind of spread the message that this isn't working. Let's try something else and we can adjust it at, at halftime. And that doesn't have to be disrespectful to the coach. If you have a coach that can get it and see what's also happening on the field, he's got limited influence from the sideline unless there's nobody in the stands like in Mercia, Spain. But in that particular instance, if it's loud and you're trying to solve problems on the field, if something plan A isn't working, there has to be an understanding of what plan B is. And hopefully the coach has already implemented that or plan C or plan D based on what the game's giving us. The game is fluid and sometimes we need to be fluid in our decision making as well. So I don't know if you guys have any experiences with that. I do. For sure. And that's where I think when Christian Pulisic wears the captain's armband, I just, this is not the area that I think he's the guy. I think it's got to be somebody that can see the whole field. So it's either got to be a center back or Tyler Adams in this particular instance, who I think actually has the best energy and everybody can buy in when he says it's time to switch to something else. or there's this understanding he's the best guy, Charlie. So I don't know if you have any examples from, from your career about challenging sounds like it's, you know, mono V mono. You're in the coach's face and you're like, no, this is the way to do it. And he's going, no, this is the way to do it. It's my team, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't happen like that. Well, it might with, with Eric Winalda's on the, on the, on the team. Cause he, I, I feel like I've heard some stories of him challenging the coach that way, but I feel like that's not the best way to, to manage that. Have you heard, or have you lived it yourself, Charlie? 
you know, I think most of the instances that I can think of, it just came from the players or came from myself. And if a coach, you know, I think of assistant coaches that tell you one thing and usually are trying to, you know, push something on you. For instance, uh, with Bob Riley, he he would have a, a game plan, tactical game plan. And, you know, I, I'll always think of that Spain game. It was a, a brilliant tactical game plan. But the, the match before uh, against Egypt, you know, Sorber, the assistant coach, was telling me like to do other things. And I'm like, I'm doing me this game. You know? <laughs> so he was like, there was there was a play where you know you get your you get you finally get your opportunity. Charlie's you know, doing me, dog. Like, yeah, you're feeling yourself. You, yeah. you got your opportunity. Got dog in him. Yeah. You, you're, you're just trying to you're just trying to show out. You know, it, there's you got nothing to lose. So I'm like, I'm gonna play to my strengths, make those runs into the channels, show my pace, take people one v one. So we, I score the early goal. We're up one nil. I'm I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm like. This is it. This is my opportunity, and we're we're playing well. It's just before half. I I check for the ball. I turn my guy, and I'm off to the races. But I'm on the left left side, and I'm coming in towards goal. Josie's trailing behind. He's he's coming streaking down the middle, but he's he's not anywhere near where I am. And I just take a left footed shot, boom, at the keeper, and it goes out for a corner. Sorber at halftime pulls me. You can't do that. You got to play it into the middle. You get, you got to stop, you know, take it. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep going and being aggressive. That's what makes, that's what, that's who I am. That's what makes me the the striker that I am because I'm going to be pushing. I'm going to be running at guys. I'm not going <laughs> to take my foot off the, off the, off the gas. And those are just those moments where a coach might tell you something and no disrespect to, to, to Sorber, but <laughs> too late. You've already I, disrespected I, him yeah, twice. No, <laughs> I'm just saying there are times where coaches heart, may, might tell you things, or but you know what's best for, for yourself and for the team. And I knew that me running in behind and stretching back lines and, and being someone who could take shots from that because now the defender and the keeper are going to think the next time I get that opportunity, and that's when I can slip it across. So you're setting you're setting the, the other plays in motion for the second half when you, you're being able to be a little bit more selfish. Jimmy, okay, I, was so wonder, I was wondering why Charlie was like stretching while you were going through your monologue because he was getting ready for this one. You know, he was like, <laughs> he, was making, he, was making, he was making sure his, his lungs were opened up. I saw his like, going out. He's like, ooh, wee, ask me. Get that tag diaphragm he was ready. Like, he's like, tag me in, Jimmy. Tag me in. I'm ready. <laughs> Listen, if you can't see Charlie right now, he looks like the strength conditioning coach for the U.S. Men's National oh, team in his jacket right now. And he was ready to go in that one. Charlie, though, I I'm going to throw it right back to you because you – you and the team were winning at that point. So your instincts of how to play and play into your strengths were working out. But what mm -hmm. if they hadn't been working out? What if you were down a goal and then Silver, Silver comes to you at halftime? Do you still feel the same way? Because the frustration and the energy in the halftime locker room will be different. And I think that's what we've run into with the U.S. That everybody's, okay, we're on board a little bit. Now it's not working. We're all frustrated. Mm -hmm. Now what do we do? And I think that's going to be the big challenge for this young group of players. Well, I think you would know as a player if it's working or not working what you're doing. And yeah, yeah. In, in my case, if I was in that position and I'm making the runs and I'm not getting the ball or I feel like I'm on an island and there's no support, then you you know you have to change the way you play. And the mm -hmm. team has to change the way they play because we're probably playing short or we're giving the ball away or we're not playing into the channels. And all of a sudden you have those conversations. Think about how many times we've we've had a conversation in the locker room. Hey, you typically go to the player who you have a, a strong connection with on the pitch. So I remember sitting down next to Clint or sitting next to, to Lennon saying, Hey, you know, there, there's a space in behind this right back. He always, he always, you know, comes on me hard or he, he likes to be aggressive and sh he shows too often. So there's that the little space or play the one, two, this center back comes right up on me and the left back's not tucking in. You're, you're going to be through. And, so you have those conversations or a center back. I go to you, Jimmy, Jimmy, just you get keep it. it One touch and, and just <laughs> keep, and, that, and put keep it, it simple, buddy. <laughs> keep it simple. Put it in the corner. I'll get it. I'll get it. You know, or just like lob it to me. I can sure, hold up. Sure, I can hold sure. off the center back. You have those conversations to because you, you all want to get on the same page. And I don't feel that I don't know because I'm not in the locker room, but it's it shows on the pitch. That they're not on the same page. No, no, that's clear. Now, Heath, how about you? Any any experience for you that you've had or witnessed where you've challenged the coach or the coach has been challenged by one of your teammates? 
No, I mean, there's there's a million. I mean, there's been a million examples of like doing it the right way, the wrong way, time and place, and all that stuff. But what I think about is, you know, Charlie gives the example of like, you know, he, he's found himself. He could find himself forty minutes not touching the ball, right? If you're a striker, and you start going like mm-hmm. something's wrong. This game plan's wrong. If I'm not getting the ball or getting the ball mm-hmm. into spaces, Jimmy, you as a center back, where you're getting overloaded, players are running through. There still has to be that communication on the field of players defensively and offensively saying, "Hey, you know." They're 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 coming back here. So center uh, center midfielder, drop into our back line and get the ball, and we can push our fullbacks higher up to find mm-hmm. those. Ga- There's a lot of fluidity and communication that happens in real time that are in quadrants of the field or in sections of the field that can just solve the problem of how you're going to break a press in one set one section. You don't need 11 players to break a press. Sometimes you need one extra player to pop into a space. You know, it's not always that easy, but there is that fluidity sometimes that there's this high level game plan, and then there's all these sub things that happen where you know. We talked about um, um, well, well. Well, in your case, it would be a left back connected with the left winger, the left midfielder, it, it, exactly. Right? That, so that so, relationship, and then you're yeah. the center back. You're next to. Yeah, I'm gonna for, I'm gonna force him. I'm gonna force him to the end line. Right. He's gonna right. have one option. You can you can pick it off. You can read yeah. it, or you know he's gonna. Does it, it does it feel like that communication is happening with this current I mean, team? Because it I, doesn't I, actually in some ways. I, I mean, maybe I, a little bit, but not not consistently. Well, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking of is like the game plan in itself, right? We we attempted to sit back in a way that I don't think we've ever sat back through qualifying. Again, qualifying is different because there is things at stake. You don't get to tinker or test in a qualifying game because everyone's good enough to punch you in the face, especially your away games, right? To just go like, oh, we sat back trying to figure out if we can be a countering team that sits really deep and then springs out and then all of a sudden you find yourself a couple goals down that's a big problem these were the couple friendlies where it seems like uh he was he was tinkering more than the last two friendlies right like i don't think i don't remember us really looking all that different Uh, performance aside it looked like the national team that we had known this one felt like you know in terms of our our starting positions our starting lines and whatever but what i was getting to with sammy vines in this one was he was pulled back to the back line, get the ball, lay it off again to a center back and go back up, check back. And you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, there was mm-hmm. this disconnect of like, where were him and, and Gio Reyna going to find the spaces or the gaps to be uh, able to complement? And, and, and I would also, Weston McKinney was not connected at all to Tyler Adams or to, uh, you know, the De La Torre in that first game. Delatore was like down here sometimes. He was, he was really wide, actually. He, he was yeah. wide, right? And you're like, what are you? That's not Charlie, your game. And, 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 the, and by the way, the point that I'm trying to get to is outside of Walker Zimmerman, Matt Turner, who else plays in a club team where they are the leader? Who? Joe yeah, Scali, you tell him what to do. He's 19 years old. Gio right. Reyna, it doesn't matter how good he is. He gets told what to do. And then he shows up and does the best that Great he point. can do. Christian mm-hmm. Pulisic gets told what to do. Even though he's won Champions League, he's a big star for our national team, gets told what to do. There is a hierarchy in our club teams that create leadership over time. Christian Pulisic can lead in their national team. But when I think about guys that have the, the, the uh, one, personality, and two, that experience to know confidently when you are flying into the eye of a storm to be able to pick your head up and confidently deliver messages in real time when things are going wrong, we don't have a number of no, guys, right. you know, Tyler Adams like may be on some level, but Tyler yeah. Adams, even now at Leeds, is being told what to do. He leads by example in what he does, but we don't have a bunch of guys that have cut their teeth for 10 years in the pros that if somebody were to say something that they disagree. Well, no, that, that was never would... that was never going to happen because they failed to, to make the World Cup in 2018. So by by virtue, yeah, we missed it's, that a clean, it's a clean slate. <laughs> yeah. That's why they're, you know, and there's probably not too many players who would have made the transition from 2018 to, to 2022 and being in the squad, but we would have seen more players. I mean, Christian Pulisic would have a, would have played in a World Cup. Kellen Acosta, I mean. So, so, there, so here, there, are, there are a number of players who, who would have more experience going into this one. But either way, I'm not so, I'm not so, sold on on the need for experience in a world cup i'm more sold on just this team having connections and an identity and understanding of how to play how to have success with this group it did not look like they had played together for the past year and a half of of world cup you know with world cup qualifying it didn't look like that do either of you guys think that we were close to that at a certain point in qualifying an identity or at least a way in which we can go about getting results or a yes. willingness to adapt? A hundred percent for me, the away match at Azteca. In I agree with that. I was so that impressed. That was my favorite 90 minutes. Favorite uh, it, 90 minutes. I team. was so impressed with the group because it, one, we all know it's not easy to play there. I don't care if it's 60%, 70% capacity. That is a difficult place to play. And the pressure that you feel and 
they they well were well organized. They didn't really give up too many chances. They had the better chance. Yeah, Christian had that chance, and, and, P, P, and P folk just mm-hmm. just missed it. But for me, that that match against Mexico, I said this is this is the group. They have it. They have what it takes. If you can put a performance like this, have this as your baseline, your foundation. This is what will set you up for success in a World Cup against quality opponents. Yeah, in Qatar, I was I, very confident. That, that that was out the window the past two friendlies. That we were nowhere near that. What I'd agree with with regard to Charlie is that game at Azteca, given all the things that you mentioned, probably felt like the most or the closest we could get to a World Cup experience, right? With 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 that. And for us to put out that performance where we were very, very smart in, in our team shape and created the better opportunities, just didn't finish them on another day. Maybe we do. And and we're in complete control of that game. I, I also came out of that one thinking. All right, this seems pretty sound, you know, and I do think that losing Miles Robinson, we probably haven't talked about it enough, has been a big loss for this particular team. Mm -hmm. Also, there might be a shout for bringing Tim Riemann. We can bring that up a little bit later when we do our three up, three down. And shout out to to Julius seeing the comments. Respect. (laughs) So so there's one thing I want to circle back to, and I, I mentioned it before, about getting that spark of belief, allowing us to dream that this team is capable of some special things. So I went back to 1998 World Cup. Okay, we were one of the worst teams in that World Cup, and and had you had you turned forty then by then, Jim? I was was close. I was close. I I was dating your mom at the time. Oh no! You got him good. Now I'm sweating. I gotta talk to my mom. But but in the run up, in the run up to 2002, I felt like okay, the vibes about the team for those paying attention at the time were probably very similar to us now where we didn't qualify for 2018. And and where was the hope? So I looked at our qualifying, and we got third. We scored 11 goals in 10 games. Costa Rica was on top of World Cup qualifying. This was the Hex, 23 points. Mexico had 17. We had 17. Honduras had 14. And we had to fight and grind it out to get there. So there was nothing in the lead-up to the in World Cup qualifying at that time, leading up to 2002, where there was that spark of belief that this is the team, baby. They're going to make it to the quarterfinals. There was none of that. Okay, maybe the friendlies were a little bit better ahead of that one. But that spark of belief for this particular team, who had scored, again, 11 goals in 10 qualifying games, came when we went up 3-0 on Portugal after 30 minutes. That's when everybody thought, holy shit, this team's got something. Yeah, And, right. and that just means that this particular group has to do it against Wales. They have to get something. They have to get us to buy in again as to this team has got something that matters. Now, when we look back at our recent history, 2002, obviously, we beat Portugal 3-2. We barely hung on in that game, but it was enough to get the job done, 3-2. 2006, the World Cup I played in, we lost 3-0 to Czech Republic, and Mm. and we had to get a little bit of that belief back with the public. You could feel it when we had the 1-1 draw against Italy, but but ultimately, we didn't get through because Ghana. We got Ghana. 2010... You know, we get the draw with England. So that's positive. You're feeling good about it. We're down 2 0 to Slovenia. But England should have won. England should have won. won that game. Uh, Slovenia, sure. Slovenia's up 2 0 on us. But but that one point changed the whole dynamic of, of the belief of how you're going to get exactly out of Exactly right. Group, the belief in this team, the, exactly. like, the public perception. Nobody looked at it and go, you know, even everybody looks back and goes, well, we should have lost. You know, like we, we, got, we got outplayed that entire game. You know, you go, no, you got out of the group stages. Right, 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 right. And, and so then. But there's that, that little spark that maybe we're going to get something out of this. We're down 2-0 to Slovenia in game two. Have to come back and fight 2-2, even though Moadu did score. It should have been 3-2 us. Then we have to beat Algeria in the final minute to go through. I mean, the margins are so slim. And those margins could tip in our direction. But the guys have to go out there and do the job. And then, obviously, uh, the first game I was there for Ghana 2014 World Cup. Dude, Ghana outshot us. It was like 21-6 to or something. They had 62% possession. And... I don't think we should have won that game. I don't know if we should have lost, but I don't know if we should have won. Clint scored one minute in and, and John Brooks scored like with five minutes left. And, and so, again, there's something can happen. And Wales is an opponent that I think on paper we're, we're good enough to hang with. And we've already proven that when we've played them a couple of times sure. in the last couple of years. But, but in some ways, Wales might get overconfident because we've been playing so poorly. I don't know. But, but that first game is going to make us believers again. And it's going to really dictate how the rest of the tournament goes. That's some Captain Obvious right here. But I just wanted to bring that in for perspective, Charlie, because 98 and the run-up to 2002, I don't think there was a lot of hype around our squad going over there and getting to the quarterfinals. But yet, it, in the first 30 minutes of that first game, we made everybody believers, including ourselves. Yes. And 
that's why I'm I'm going to choose the positive, optimistic look heading into this World Cup because we got our our butts kicked, <laughs> and and this team can 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 move forward by realizing their faults and their deficiencies as well as the coaching staff. We didn't get this right, and so let's get a, a simple, effective game plan heading in to Qatar. And, and set up our guys to win. And, and we know some guys, we gave an opportunity, we thought would take it, and they didn't. So now, you know, you, you talk about the Jordan P folks of the world and, you know, maybe a Tim Ream, for instance, he's playing every week in the Premier League. There, there are certain guys who might now get an opportunity to come back into the fold. And it also highlighted the importance of guys we were missing. Timothy Weah, Yunus Musa, Anthony Robinson, Chris Richards now who, you know, was on the fringes and all of a sudden now he's like the, the, the ultimate center back because we see how 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 poor our, our options are at the moment because that no one has no one has stood out. So I, I'm just I'm in I'm of the camp that this team will will play a lot with a, an easier system. It'll be simple to whether it's two sixes or two eights, whatever it is, depending on the opponent, depending on how the game is going making those in-game adjustments because that is what's key. If it works, great. If it doesn't, how quick can we fix it in, in real time? Not waiting to halftime, not waiting for a stoppage of play for whatever reason, being able to have someone who, who maybe has to look at the coach for, for, for guidance but ultimately can say, hey, guys, stop with the short stuff. No more in our defensive half. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna play ugly for the next 20 minutes until we get going right. and get a rhythm. That's what we need. That's what we need. You know what else we need? Three up and three down, which is coming up right after our first and only break of In Soccer We Trust. So do not go anywhere. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast.
Welcome back to It's Soccer We Trust. I'm Jimmy Conrad alongside Heath Pierce and Charlie Davies. And we've had a scintillating conversation so far. We appreciate your support. Thank you for listening and watching, of course, if you're watching on the YouTubes. We're going to do a little three up, three down coming out of this window. These two games, I don't know how many ups we can have, but I'm sure there's plenty of candidates for three down. Heath Pierce, I'm coming to you first. What do you want to do first? We'll do we'll do up first or do you want to do down first? Where, where do you want to start, Heath? Um, start, start let's do downs. Start yeah, let's, downs. let's do the downs. And okay. this, this is really <laughs> tough for like three down because I do about 23 down right now. But <laughs> okay. in the context, I mean, who played good? Matt Turner, is he the one going up? I mean, the guys that didn't come, the guys who didn't play, like those are like sometimes the ones where you're like, oh man, I washed my hands clean of this. I didn't have anything to do with this <laughs> meltdown. I was over there on the bench waiting to get a call up, you know? Um, but if, if when I'm thinking about three players down, I, I would have to think that, uh, and this is a conversation that's going around uh, right now, which is Matt Turner, Zach Steffen conversation. Zach Steffen's playing again. Is he back into the conversation? I would say that this one for, for uh, Matt Turner, I'd say it's down. It's not an obvious player just in terms of, I just think that performances overall and if Zach Steffen's playing again, like we've seen him, I would have him as, as a down. But he's for the sake of... Yeah, for he's, Matt Turner's on your down? He's got to be on the after, after this camp, he's a down? Okay, all right. He's an up. So, what, Keith? What? Holy God! What? Is he an up? Do you start? He's, he's an start, up after this camp. He's the is, only is, one to go up. When, have you started playing? When did you start drinking today? When yeah, you did that? He's a he's on the down. <laughs> yeah. oh, you're hydrating now because you oh, got to yeah. make up for the, oh, the my. beers. Yeah, wake him up! Wake him up! Hey. <laughs> found out Jimmy found out Jimmy was dating my mom, and I put oh, uh, Matt holy, Turner on the holy mackerel on the down the down list. Okay. Listen, Let, listen, I, I do want to say that Bruce Serena came out and Bruce Arena, this, this, this is the point that I'm talking about was the Bruce Arena point. And, Bruce Arena, and but give everybody context. Bruce Serena came out at a radio interview and and heard that apparently the that US men's national team still considers Zach Steffen number one over Matt Turner. That's wild. But but again, when I when we had when we had Matt Turner as the sure shot number one, right? Uh Zach Steffen was injured, and then when he wasn't injured, he wasn't gonna be playing. And he played before the before that uh the weekend. And if he plays consistently, I still think that he's got a, a uh, I still think that he could come out as number one. So down only in the sense that like, I thought, I thought Matt Turner was good, but that's more circumstantial, but based on this window, then let me, let me just go based on literally yeah, performances. We'll, of this we'll, we'll give you a pass here. So you go back, <laughs> okay. to, go back to your, let me backtrack. Clear slate. <laughs> let, me, love, love, let me, uh, ash this thing out real quick. Okay. Um, and when I, when I think about, uh, three players down, God, it's Jimmy. Like this is a really hard one for me because there's so many players down, but I'll it's it, it, it's inconsequential for for a go. number of them. Okay, go, Charlie. Give me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, how long, God. Charlie? Was he tap dancing there for like? Yeah, three how long? Minutes. He must be still <laughs> tap still, still trying to figure it out. You guys can't see my feet, but <laughs> you can probably hear them. <laughs> let me give let me let me give you the three down that come come to mind. All right, Aaron Long is the first down. Yeah, and, and I mean that goes without saying. Yeah, my, inconsequential my, though. Like what's what down what? That he's not going to start at the World Cup. Down everything, just down. He's just, going to a World Cup though. After the after the two, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's, I, mean, I like I like cynical Heath. I want yeah. more cynical yeah. Heath. Like, in my life. It's inconsequential. <laughs> like I'm trying right to think now. down of where that Stop has some it. sort of consequence. No. No. Stop it. Okay, Luka, Aaron Long, Luca De La Torre. Interesting. Down. Okay. And Weston McKinney down. Mm, okay. Those are my three downs. Now you could go a whole. You could go Malik Tillman. Down, you could go. Uh, Gio Reyna down because of injuries, yeah, and 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 the uncertainty. You could go Sam Vines down. I'm down. I'm down on Sam Vines. I'm down on Christian Pulisic only because it like we had always referenced him as the guy who comes in and leverages any whatever club situation to lead this team or do things impactful for this team. I'm worried about that. And down for Gio Reyna because it's another. It's another setback where he's not going to play right. this weekend out seven to 10 days. And, and he was one that I was really excited about watching him in the Bundesliga the last couple of games. I know that he wasn't supposed to play as much as he did in the Bundesliga. Uh, and then another setback where if you're Greg, you used him twice and now you, you who knows what you're going to, you're going to get out of him um, in terms of, 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 uh, Come World Cup time, the player. I'm, that you proud, have. I'm proud of you. You came, you came alive. You, you finally yeah. came now. Alive. You rattled out the three. Pop, pop, pop. Here we go. Heath is and, back. And Matt Turner. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, okay, okay. it's only three down, so I can't use it. Okay. Uh, I, I, I had Gio Reyna on my list as well. I mm -hmm. was disappointed that he got hurt again. Obviously, that that's the glaring one. But 
but can we find this isn't just isolated to him but and Christian falls into this too how do we get those guys the ball in areas where they can be the most threatening and I just thought either they sucked at finding those spots or we sucked at finding them the ball in those spots or fair play to both Saudi Arabia and Japan for suffocating those areas it could be a combination of everything but we got to find a way to get him. And I wish we would have put him more central. I wanted to see what that looks like, but we never really get what we want uh, when we do our podcast. Sure, I say down Ferreira. I'd say down Pepe. Yeah, yeah all I'd the strikers, say, you know, for like, sure. All the strikers are in there. Like, can they have more of an impact? Well, can they do the more? Three top downs and the three top ups. Yeah. I think I think Aaron Long's in there for sure. I don't think he did mm-hmm. himself any favors. I understand what you're saying, Heath, about it being inconsequential. He's still going to go. I don't think he should start. And I didn't want him to start against Saudi <laughs> Arabia. Him. And I then, put him. And then, I put him down as much as I possibly can, but I'm trying to like. I at least want to have some sort of consequential Sam Vines in the fact that I don't think Sam Vines is going to go to the World Cup, right? Um, and Cardoza, that Cardoza, oh, yeah, Cardoza, yeah, yeah, Cardoza, yeah, for sure. I, and then, Sam Vines was one. Jordan, Jordan Morris is a down too because I mean yeah. he. It was him and Ariola, right? And I think mm-hmm. of the two, Ariola gives you a little bit more just because you know what he's going to do. Yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. fancy, he's not pretty, but he's got an edge to him. He doesn't give up. I, I like that, Jordan Morris it's he's wait you're waiting for him to to get going and yeah, for me yeah. who has more impact on the game i think it's Ariola just because he's his he's just relentless i yeah. I, I like Ariola over morris too because he's got bite he's got some edge and, mm-hmm. and and i like that you said the word edge charlie because i feel like our whole team lacked that over these 180 minutes and mm-hmm. and when you see somebody come on and have a little bite which is what i think we appreciated about scally when he came on in his limited minutes um you know, I thought it just it just felt like, oh, wow, look at that contrast. That guy's actually getting stuck in consistently. And it kind of lifted Yedlin to do the same and, and some other people to do the same. You know, when a player does that, though, Jimmy, and, you know, the field's opened up a little bit and you're like, yo, put me in when the game is open like that. I'll run. Yeah, in. right. There was right. one where well, I was well, like, you know, you that's know true, like that's true. Where, where if you're if you're the guy coming off, you're like, I just opened up that space for you having to work my ass off for 45 <laughs> minutes. To let the game settle down. You're coming in. <laughs> You yeah, know, yeah. Cheating forward a little bit because the game's allowing you to. And uh, but yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. But yeah. uh, and then my last down is Greg Berhalter. Uh, I was really disappointed in the preparation leading into this. I I didn't see any drastic changes or any buy-in from the players from game one to game two, and that makes me concerned. I'm disappointed that we have players saying things after the game, after both games, from Zimmerman and Adams, who are two of your leaders saying that we still don't know how to break down a press. That's insane that we're having that type of rhetoric come out of the players' mouths 52 ga- days before. If I was doing that interview, up. I would have been like, oh, you know that you, you you lump it into the corner and you push your lines up and you chase that, you win the ball. Another, I would have said, like, no, no, you, there's ways to do it. You just do it the way that you're supposed to do it. You're not going to do it through passing because right, right. we don't have people that can pass through those. We know that. <laughs> like, let's start to eliminate some things that we know no, I get work it. to break the press. Sure, and, sure, and, they could have answered their question different, but I still think yeah. it's telling that that we're not all on the same page. And and the fact that that's happening and that when, let, let's say it like this. When I think about Greg Burhalter, the guys plan A, okay, plan A wasn't working. The guys don't seem comfortable moving into a plan B. If they don't have a plan B, they definitely don't have a plan C or plan D, and those are all the things that should be talked about and that starts with the coach. Another thing, too, when we think about identity, I know injuries are going to be at play here, but say everybody's healthy. When I look at other countries around the world that are also preparing for this World Cup, I'd like to think that they have 9 to 10 out of their out of their team, out of 11, the starting 11, pretty much sold. Maybe when all of our guys are healthy, it would be different. But right now, I got six. I got six guys on our team that are, that are in, for sure, that I think are starting. I got Dest on the right. I got Anthony Robinson on the left. I got Tyler Adams. And McKinney and Musa, that's five. And then I got Pulisic, that's six. Now, whether Pulisic should start for everybody, I don't know. We're going to see what he looks like over the next 50 some days. Now, maybe Zimmerman's in there. Maybe that's seven, but no Brennan Aronson. I, I don't, is he an automatic starter? You got Aronson, you got Reyna, you got Weya. Not you if have, healthy. You got the three strikers. Who knows? You have, it's just, there's, I, I feel like we're behind a little bit in terms of who are even our starting 11 is. Mm-hmm. And if that, isn't sorted out it's going to be very difficult to try to find that identity with that particular group of players and that's what disappointed me immensely for this this but windows we didn't have a chance to, to work Jimmy, on based, that fine, those fine things based on that team away or brennan aronson i know there there's some uh duplicative nature to them they're very different players but <laughs> like but more so the energy for us the <laughs> energy that they have right when yes. we are good it is because their energy is good when we are playing to our strengths they are both vital parts of that conversation now i don't 
you could put anybody on the field in the way that we played in these last two camps, and I'm still going to give them a down from from that game. Yes. Go 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 down the board. There, Mark there. McKenzie, Malik Tillman, like they're all they're all downs in terms of showing up. Like Joe Scally, we gave him a sample size, and we were like, well, at least he was trying things, and like that's <laughs> what we considered good out of this camp, which is like, well, at least mm-hmm. he ran at somebody, uh, and 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 that's it. And so like the 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 downs are you know uh, it's real like Greg when he was saying things like we realized things it almost had this whole, like, Oh, you guys, you guys, you guys want to mess with me uh, in terms of his players. <laughs> like he was saying, like, it made it sound like, okay, few of you guys are going to be surprised when you don't get that world cup roster call. That's what, that's what I felt and heard when he was saying things, we figured out things and like kind of had that, like you let me, you let me down type of thing. Um, but I feel like maybe the players yeah. feel, feel and, the same. And, and I would say for Brent Aronson, he just proved to me that he can't play centrally. Yeah. In, in international game right now, at least with this team in this moment, just not physical enough. Doesn't get on the ball enough. Doesn't have that presence um, when, you know, he, he makes runs, but I think for that position right there, you need to get on the ball. You need to be able to get out of pressure, which Yunus Musa brings to the table. Now, if Gio reason why I want to see Gio Reyna there is because he has that ability. If Gio Reyna is going to be on the, uh, on the wing, then I think we're going to see him, uh, as a super sub, similar to what he came in and did against Mexico and Azteca, coming into the game, change the game, can dribble people. Yeah, well, ha- he has that point, ability. When, when guys are tired, games opened up. Gio Reyna is a great, a hundred percent. But in terms of getting on the ball and and being able to dribble out of pressure and playing in tight spaces and not having to rely on just running into open space, that's why it, it wasn't going to work for Brent Aronson because he, he he just hasn't been shown that he could do the, that consistently at a high level. So uh, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, there's, there's a few spaces open. I think Timothy Weah has to play if he's fit at, at the right wing. Christian Pulisic is going to, uh, Christian Pulisic is going to play, even if he's not confident or fit, I think he's going to play. And if he doesn't do well, then they might adjust and make changes, but he's going to start first game uh, against Wales. That's a, a definite, I'd say Jesus Ferreira, even though he didn't really move forward, I think he's starting because Pepe and Sargent didn't do anything with their opportunities. And this opens a door for uh, Jordan Pifok to come into to the to the to the table because well, let's get to, let's get to our ups know, then, Charlie. Then you keep can going, have, keep, give right. us your ups then. My my ups for this camp are Matt Turner, uh probably the only player that you could say didn't didn't play poorly. As is the only player. So for me, he's an up. He made some big saves. The Japan game could have been 5-0. Oh, how would have been bad? Um, and in Saudi Arabia, he still had to come up with the big saves. I mean, to start the game, he gets a shot on target. So Matt Turner for me. Now the two who did not play, who would have played. Hold on, Charlie. I just, I cannot believe I, I, I said Matt Turner was a dad. I know it's okay. <laughs> so it's okay. I, I, I was caught up in the Bruce arena and I speculation I'm and I was going with that. I Look, am- we appreciate the apology. Hey, I'm here because you. you would have had to answer for that online. I wish somebody was here. Right I now. wish somebody was here right now to run up and hit me in the face with a pie and just be like, <laughs> dun, 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 "Okay, clown, you got off hey. the stage." <laughs> for a second, uh, I was like, "I know he's just trying to troll." And he's just, trolling us right now. Um, I'm just trying so, to win over the people that that hate hey. me on the internet. You know, if I just <laughs> throw a few swings out there, I might win them back. But you know, yeah, it's okay. Uh, Eunice Musa, stock all the way up, flying up, and then. Anthony Robinson, uh, it, Chris Richards for sure went up, but Anthony Robinson, we have zero, zero players who can play left back if he's not playing. Zero. Certainly not Serginho Dest. And Sam Vines just didn't look sure of himself. He did, didn't do well. Which makes sense. Lost. I mean, he's yeah. got, he got so, 45 minutes. He might just think he has 45 oof. minutes in his head to try to get on a World Cup team when he hasn't yeah. been brought in forever. So. That's got to be a lot of pressure yeah. on the players. So, so Richards is like my fourth, if, if I had to say right now. Okay. Heath, how about you? Three up um, right now? Three up. I, I, I'm going to try to stick to players that were, were in this camp just Ooh. in terms of benefiting. Man, that's really hard to play anybody up right now. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. Outside this, of Matt Turner, camp. which you conveniently left off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good. Matt Turner is up. Uh, <laughs> Great. Can I not use him? I, I, nice I, I, I you have him on both. You have him on both. Yeah, I, no, re- no, I retracted no. my <laughs> statement. I retracted. Yeah, in a way. In a way, he's on both lists. Hey, the, you know? the, cha- um, the, ch- the challenge is now three up without Matt Turner. Give me oh, your three. man. Three up without Matt Turner. I'm, yeah. I'm going to actually say Joe Scally. Um, and Joe Scally, small sample size, 
But the thing that I've seen about a lot of the young guys that come in uh, that are getting club experience, we saw this with um, Conrad De La Fuente. We saw it with others where you just Malik Tillman too, where you just, they don't, you can see the potential, but they're not there, right? You see him just a step off, hesitating, lack of contribution. This is the first time I saw Joe Scali. Again, sample size in a very specific circumstance where he just looked like his aggressiveness to press, his, 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 um, just, you could feel him on the field, right? As opposed to just like a lot of guys, Sam and Vine seemed like he was trying to blend in a little bit and play a little bit safer and secure. Like Joe Scally went, went out there and I think made an impact. And so I think he wasn't up for me. Um, and then in terms of performance, man, I can't give it to anybody. This is really hard. Um, can I, can I, can I bring, uh, can I'll I jump bring, in. I'll jump in. can I bring Gio Reyna back to my up of saying if he's fit, he's good for us, <laughs> even though he was on my down list. Um, but otherwise, it's guys that weren't in camp, um, and yeah, and it could yeah. be it could be any of them, right? You could say Jordan Pfock, but I don't think Jordan Pfock's stock goes up because of the what lack you- of performances there. I think he's still a guy that Greg's going to depend on um, in the moment of like either he's going to take him or he's not. I don't think this camp had anything to do with like, oh, we need a big target striker to change the way that everybody played like crap because you could have put Jordan Pfock up there, as Charlie said in one of our last episodes. It didn't matter. It wouldn't have made any difference. Uh, when he was in there, but certainly, you know, when you have a, Maybe, a, a clean slate of bad performances, it, you you could you could look at anybody who wasn't in and say, um, and maybe it's maybe it is a Tim Ream, maybe it is that experience that you need. But like, it's 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 anybody that wasn't in benefited from well, not well, being, so, being in. So humor me here because I hadn't really thought about him until right now. DeAndre Yedlin, you talk about that experience. He's the only player in our pool outside of John Brooks that has World Cup experience, and with Reggie Cannon getting hurt, do we think he? And I thought he was fine. Yeah, I would have. I would have said if I had to pick a stock up for for another player who played, it would have been. It would have been. I, I just, yeah, he was fine. Like, yeah. fine's the best. I'm going to give any rating to any anybody right. that maybe played well. He played was fine, but but I feel like maybe because Cannon got hurt, I think he did well enough, whatever that means, to to warrant like, all right, we can see what he brings to the table. We already know what that's about. I, I think his stock maybe went slightly up. I'll go slightly. Uh, and then for everybody else, I'm I'm the same as you, Charlie, uh, Matt Turner for sure. Uh, just just made the saves he needed to make. Timely saves. We're going to need that for sure. We're going to be under a lot of pressure. Obviously, his distribution is always going to be a point of concern, but we'll see how that goes. I, I And how teams play us. And then it's everybody else. It's the it's the ones on the outside looking in that have the experience. Reem, the, the hot hand, PFOC, uh, Musa, obviously, stock's going to go way up. And and then uh, Anthony Robinson for sure. So those are those are my three up. If anybody wants to chime in on this conversation, of three up, three down. Hit us up on Twitter, ISWT Pod. We'd like a follow as well. That would be awesome. And as a reminder, we should let you know we have another podcast tomorrow. We're going live 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. So hit us up on the YouTube's. Hit like and subscribe while you're there. And we are going to preview all the big games this weekend for our player pool because the club scene is back and getting after it all right, boys. i'm excited i'm excited we got we got uh just uh, over 50 days until hey, the world cup starts so we, we need our guys nice and sharp we're gonna get back on the positive hype train over here why why don't we take the the next 10 minutes to answer some questions in the chat let's let's give us some questions well, I, I can't let's see go. the chat so why don't you pick out okay. some ones Charlie, i'll pick out really some like. ones come on let's go uh private chat let's go private Julie- chat Julius, I know you got some some questions. Uh, Valentina, shout out to Valentina. I know you're always here, so respect. Nick Turner, you all you always Kai, got comments. Kai's always in there. Yeah. All right. So, so Charlie, everybody. are you going to do ten minutes of shout outs, or are we doing questions? <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting we for questions. questions. Uh, oh, hey, YouTubers, okay. oh, I'm, let's scroll, go. I'm, sc- I'm scrolling up. Um, how much? Uh, how did th- so much change from the June window to the September window? Oh, there's another question here. Why? Uh, why so much change? I, yeah. I don't. I don't. Well, how, Tillman, how did so much change? I don't well, think Tillman did enough to get on this roster. Okay. Okay. So, so Striker said this yeah. is for everybody listening. We have to make sure we paint a picture for the people listening too. Yes. Uh, Striker asked, "Do you think Tillman belongs on the roster?" And Charlie says, "No." No. I, I, okay. From no. from everything I've seen from him with this U.S. Men's National Team, June to now, he has not done enough. Okay. Man, I should uh, have I should have Luca on my down. Do you think uh, Mihailovic, Georgi Mihailovic, can still make the World Cup? Uh, I'll go first. No, 
I think it's too late in the game at this point, even though I really value what he brings to the table. And I'm very curious to see how he does when he makes the move to Azed yeah. Alkmaar next season. If he went, if he went and he was playing, I would say there that was the propeller for him because it's going to be based on him against better competition or in a, in a, in a, in a, in a league. I'm not saying it's better competition there um, than where he's at, but like in a league where he, said, he can, he can, he can be impactful, right? We all know that a lot, like <laughs> a lot of people, again again. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are, are, um, you go into the Dutch league, especially as an attacker, you can put up some serious stats and, and that can draw a lot of attention, which I think would be important, but it's too late for me now. Well, that's what we want from Ricardo Pepe at Groningen. So hopefully mm -hmm. that uh, gets his confidence going. Who do you think is our most dominant center back, Charlie? Who's our most dominant center back? Oof. Who's our most least dominant? Uh, you know, like at least not like, dominant. Like, but there's a lot of ways to answer that in terms yeah. of dominance. Is it physical I'm, prowess? And, is, it, and is it? Remember, yeah. remember we got to go with our current pool so right now that you know you're looking at zimmerman long eric palmer brown mark mckenzie now you could throw in well, chris richards, richards and cameron carter Vickers, right so it, who would i least want to play against yeah you you in particular yeah, charlie me, because me, uh, because i feel like you could do maybe a little in back and through against uh -huh. ccv and you might be yeah. in, in behind you know so who who can run with you who can who can check in hard with you and then who do you think can also run if you try to go in behind I that, think, that's who we're looking I, at. I think I, it's probably I, Chris Richards, right? Mm, maybe, maybe. I think on their eight when they're on their A game, um, it'd be Chris Richards probably of this group because he he's he's got pace enough pace. I think he's smart. He's playing in a good uh, system with with Patrick Vieira. I think he's just grown playing a whole consistency uh, season in Bundesliga. Uh, so no. it would probably be Chris Richards. However, if I'm gonna say of the group yeah. players who played. I'm going to go with Walker Zimmerman because of his, he's just he's got grit. He's got grit. grit. He's tough. He'll, he'll tackle you. He'll try and, you know, hit you. At least, at least you have something where a center back is going to yeah. give you something. Uh, and before this I, window, I think, he I played within his, soft. he played within his means uh, before yeah. this window. He was playing within his means too, which was like playing to his strengths, playing to the things played that he's strength. good at. Simple as hell. Like I would, I would literally tell Walker Zimmerman if I'm the coach, He's coming into the locker room. He's going to start. Walker Zimmerman, I just want you being a, a physical beast in the air, just dominant, barking at your players to push up, but in possession, off your foot right away. Mm -hmm. One touch into the channel. One touch to, to a right back. One touch right into the midfield. That's it. I, I think I think that's I, what you were telling me when I was playing back in the day. Hey, you did, <laughs> and you were phenomenal. And you were phenomenal. And I just I don't know about you, phenomenal, but I appreciate that. And, and I just want you to be a physical center back. Give me Jade Merritt. That's the that's the type of, of mentality I want from you. You are gonna sacrifice. A warrior. Your body. You're a warrior. You're gonna sacrifice yourself yeah. every single time. Right. And and, hey. and attackers hate playing against you. That's it. And anytime a stri fast striker is coming, guess what? My elbow is going right into your chest. Like I'm not getting, I'm not allowing you to run in behind me untouched. That's the center backs I want to see. That is the center backs that we deserve to have, physical and tough as nails. That that's the type of players you don't want to play against. I don't care who you are. Hey, All right, Jimmy. So, I, so I, I, Keith, go ahead. I know you want to wrap this this up, and we're on the well, last. So question, make this your was, final thought, and then yeah, we'll take everybody else's is, questions tomorrow as well. Hit us up at ISWT Pod on my, Twitter. My final your questions, we'll answer them tomorrow. Yeah, Dan W. said, do you think Greg showed his hand in these friendlies? And I think he did not show his hand. I think that Greg was trying to see if we have more dimensions. If we play the way that we played in qualifying, teams will prepare for us and find those holes against us, just like teams in qualifying did. And I think he was attempting. I'm not excusing him because it was awful. He was trying to find, can we play in different ways? Can we set up different ways that can make it difficult for the opponents that we're playing? And we failed completely at that across the board. So I don't think he showed his hand. If anything, I think he, <laughs> you're, you're, taking, you're taking a gigantic <laughs> Sharpie through any of those game plans that he thought he was going to try to be able to get out of there. And, and any of those players that Julius were going to be part of those game plans. All right, everybody, we are done within Soccer We Trust for this particular episode. Again, join us tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, if you want to watch it live on the YouTubes. If not, Go ahead and continue to listen to it on your favorite audio platform. So thank you for listening to In Soccer We Trust. Please take a minute to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast yes, platform. We're on Apple, review. Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And again, we're on the YouTubes as well. So hit subscribe to that. So on behalf of Producer Dez, Producer Alex, Hollywood Heath Pierce, Charlie Chuck Wagon Davies, I'm Jimmy, Cream Cheese, Trash Can, Conrad Dino Conrad saying thank you for listening as always. And we'll see you tomorrow. Later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.